Hello and welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Liverpool versus Huddersfield um, in the Premier League. Yeah, um, the game's obviously coming thick and fast as we are coming to the conclusion of this intense, thrilling title race between two colossus teams, Liverpool Man City. Um... If you you probably heard during the midweek, the Manchester derby between Man United and Man City ended in Man City winning 2-0. Um, I mean, to be honest, that was expected given the circumstances Man United have been in since they lost 4-0 to Barcelona. Um, yeah, so no favours from our rivals. Understandable, I guess. Um, so it's just down to inevitably waiting for Man City to draw or whatever, draw or lose, in order for us to capitalize. And I know this LFC team would keep going to the end, they will keep going to the end when you're so close to glory and you're just waiting for some a, a, a tide, a turn, anything. You'll clutch it with both hands. And Friday, playing on a Friday gave us the best opportunity to assert ourselves, putting ourselves top of the league, to put pressure on Man City for their game on Sunday. And also allows us to uh, allows us to get a rest over the weekend to train against Barcelona for the first leg at the new camp. Um yeah, so let me just get to it. The lineup now. Allison in goal. Left back Robertson. Centre back Van Dyke and Lovren. Right back was Trent Alexander Arnold. Um your midfield three was Henderson, Kator, Genie Wanaldum. And your front three, Salah, Mane and Sturridge up front. So as you can tell, Klopp has made a couple of changes. Resting Matip, who is probably going to start against Barcelona, and rightly so, because he's on form. So he deserves that rest. Um, apparently, Firmino has a groin injury. I'm not really sure what it is, how severe it is, whether it will keep him out of Wednesday. I'm hoping not. Well, we'll find out if he travels on the plane. If he travels on the plane, then we'll know that he's good. If he doesn't travel on the plane, we might see Origi start on Wednesday. But for tonight, it was Daniel Sturridge who would, who is probably going to make his last ever LFC start at Anfield, which is a weird, weird because he's had a weird sort of career with his injuries playing up. Um. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's gonna feel bit. It's gonna feel weird. I feel, I feel almost disappointed for Sturridge because he's one of he's arguably the most natural finisher Liverpool have ever had, but the injuries have just played up on his career, and you can tell he's deteriorated over the last few years. He wasn't the Daniel Sturridge that we know, but it's good for him to start against Huddersfield, who obviously relegated bottom of the table, have no confidence. Um, and yeah, so anyways, the game starts now, Huddersfield have kick-off, 
Um, they the the hardest all striker passes to the defender, and the defender passes to their keeper. LFC players are pressing high, Cater's pressing high, Storage pressing high, Salah, our front, Cater, Storage, and Salah are pressing high. Um, the the keeper then passes, tries to make an attempt pass to the Huddersfield defender. I think Sturridge intercepts it, then passes it to Cater. Cater shoots and slots it past the keeper. It ricochets off the post, goes in. 16 seconds in, 1-0 Liverpool. And you're thinking, wow. After 16 seconds, crazy. Cater gets a goal. Absolutely brilliant to see. He's really coming to form now. I'm happy for him. Um, I... He's adapted to the Premier League. Obviously, it took him a while, transition season. But since that goal against Southampton, his confidence has spiralled. And now we're seeing the cater of Leipzig coming into true form. And it's great to see him get a home, his first home Premier League goal. Um, yeah, but did that stop Huddersfield's confidence after that first goal? After thinking that you'd... After thinking that would just be on them constantly, not really. Huddersfield were kind of going for it, and it could, and they were questioning Liverpool's back line a little bit, um, like little things. Just like whenever we had the ball, they'd make I don't know if it was just us being a little bit anxious, because as soon as we scored that first goal, we weren't really playing properly. It was just a bit lackluster, complacent. And Huddersfield were kind of smelling blood. They were trying to create chances. Um, but they were doing, you know, them chances where you think something's about to happen, but nothing comes of it. It was just a lot of that for like 10, 15 minutes, for 10, 12 minutes. Um, but Liverpool absorbed that pressure with ease. Um, and Huddersfield couldn't really make a most of it. And then um, I think it was the 17th minute now or something. Robertson's on the ball down the channels. Liverpool on the break. Um, Robertson whips the ball in. Who does he find? Sadio Mane's head. Who slots it past the Huddersfield keeper for 2-0. 2-0 Liverpool. Great. And yeah, and then from there, as soon as that second goal went in, Huddersfield's confidence just went... And you can tell why they're bottom of the table, why they've lost the amount of games they have this season. They've been the derby of 2007-2008 where playing them is a guaranteed three points, basically. Um, bookmakers had Huddersfield 40-1 to to win at Anfield, which was obviously never going to happen. And that's why Liverpool's odds were so shortened. And yeah, but the fun doesn't stop there. Um... Since Robertson got an assist, Trent said, what? You got an assist? Nah, nah, I have to get an assist now. So, it was around the 45th minute, nearing in the half-time. Salah makes a run between the two centre-backs of Huddersfield. Between full-back and centre-back, Trent just does a nice uh, looping ball, curls it in over the top of the Huddersfield midfield. Uh, Salah anticipates the ball is bouncing. The Huddersfield keeper comes out of goal. 
Um, Salah dinks it over the keeper's head into the net. 3-0 Liverpool. Game over now. Um, yeah. Salah now on 20 Premier League goals. And Mane was on 19. And yeah, from there it was like... I couldn't really... Comp- There's nothing much to complain. There was pretty much anything to complain about, really. If anything, it was just to brush up on the little bit of complacency. But I guess... I guess we had Barcelona in mind where... We don't want to be pressing too high or whatever. You know, over overexerting ourselves. Because Barcelona is a different different ball game. And then, um, yeah, second half was more or less the same. Keita winning lots of, lots of tackles. He was playing... I know Genie was meant to play the number six role. But it was like Keita was doing two positions at once. Like, he was winning the ball and creating the start of attacks. And in the build-up to the fourth goal, um, he wins the ball from a player. He passes it to Henderson. Henderson runs down the channel. Um, Henderson loops the ball in. Was it Henderson? Yeah, Henderson loops the ball in. And it finds Sadio Mane's head again, who puts it back in the net for 4-0. And now Salah Mane are tied for 20 goals. And then, yeah, and then it's like, it's, that's great to see Salah Mane, who are wingers, both leading the goal-scoring charts of the Premier League. It's a testament to how good Klopp has been and how he's transformed our attack. That wingers are now scoring like strikers. A good goal, a good goal rate for a winger is one in two. So for every goal, a goal every two games. So 17 out of 38. And Salomani on 20 each, which shows they are elite. And the fact that Premier League strikers are not doing the same kind of thing, it shows how great, how levels we are. And now it's going to be a little competition between them for Golden Boot. Um, But the fun doesn't stop there. Uh, We bring Shakiri on for Genie Wijnaldum. And guess who finally makes their long-awaited return? Oxlade-Chamberlain. Oxlade-Chamberlain, after one year out, after that horrific injury against Rome in the semi-finals of the Champions League, had to wait one year to make a a long-awaited Premier League return. And, boy, he looked as sharp as ever. He was beating players. He almost had a chance to score. Which would have been insane if that happened. If that went in, I would have been so happy for him. But he looks sharp. And it looks like we missed him. Desperately. Like a ball carrier. Someone to do that Coutinho role like last season. We've missed that heavily. And now he's back coming into building up his match minutes. It's brilliant to see. And then the last goal for the fifth goal. um, We were on attack again. Shakiri passes it to squares it to Salah for tapping, and Salah gets his twenty first Premier League goal of the season, and then um, Shakiri also could have assisted Mane who had another header to get a hat trick, but he hit the post, so it was unlucky there. But other than that, we were okay. The 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 one time Huddersfield could have scored in the second half was when. Lovren was beaten by a defender, by a defender, by one of the Huddersfield attacks. And the ball rolls to 
one of the hardest for strikers, but the pace of the ball is so fast that it just bypasses um him and Huddersfield couldn't really make anything of that. Um, Lovren's performance, he was okay. He was able to read the ball. He was able to read key interceptions and that, which is obviously great. But on the ball, he doesn't carry that calmness like Matip. Matip on the ball, he'll can he'll make a defender think. I can Matip can split the lines or he can dribble past you. Whereas Lovren is not comfortable. He's not a ball playing centre back. Whereas Matip provides that comfort and stability. So that's where I think the little bit of anxiousness comes from. And Genie was kind of a bit lacklustre. But it's okay, it's Huddersfield. So I don't really care too much. It was just about making sure everyone comes out and there were no injuries. And all in all, and then Gomez comes on for Trent. He gets the last five minute, ten minute run out. And then all in all, it's 5 0. And 91 points is now our record tally in the Premier League. Um, I'm not going to lie This is the best Liverpool team I've ever seen in my lifetime I'm only I'm 25 years old So obviously I did not see us lift The title in 1990 Because I wasn't born um, I wasn't there to witness Liverpool dominate the 80s um, But this feels like Liverpool could dominate The 2020s era With this team Everyone is 24, 25, 26 Footballing prime age. You're not too young. You're not too old. Do you know what I mean? And your and your prime years can last about three years, four years. And we have that. We can take. We can. We we have the squad. And everyone. I remember that period where everyone was signing new contracts. Everyone's here for the long term. They're seeing the success. They're seeing what Liverpool can do. They're seeing what. Um, they're seeing what um, Klopp has brought to the table. And Liverpool and Man City, they're going to be the two Premier League teams to dominate for years to come. Years to come. Years to come. Absolutely. And to compete with all your money is extremely difficult. Obviously, losing one game all season and it's not in our hands is horrific. It's a horrific feeling. But we are top of the league until Sunday. If Burnley can do us a favour, brilliant. If they don't, then we have to wait on Leicester and then Brighton. But um, if we do end up on 97 points and don't win the title, I'm still proud of my boys because that's never been done in the history of the Premier League in the Premier League ever. And it just shows it shows you 80 points isn't enough anymore. We're now in that Premier League era where you have to get 90 plus points at least to be considered Premier League champions or challengers even. Whereas 70, 80 you could flirt with, but it's not it's not the nineties, it's not the Do you know what I mean? Uh, sorry about the yawning. Um yeah. Don't have really much else to say. I'm on to Barcelona now where that's going to be really difficult at the new camp. Messi's in the best form. It's going to be interesting to watch Messi versus Van Dijk. That battle will be interesting. Van Dijk will be up for that one, definitely. He's never been dribbled past by. And Messi is the king of dribbling. So, something's got to give. Um, will Bobby Firmino be back for Wednesday? I hope so. If not, then I'd like to see Origi start. And yeah, now Chamberlain's back. 
Um, it just adds that midfield, that the competition for midfield places is now just gone to another level. So that's also brilliant to see. And yeah, I welcome it. I welcome the competition. Everyone coming back, no injuries. The last few games of the season, we all need to rally. All need to push our team, spur our team, support our team, and just take them to success. If if we do, if we manage to achieve the impossible double, well, not the impossible double. Champions League is possible. The Premier League is not in our hands, but if it's in our hands, it's a game changer. So yeah, um, that's it really. I don't really have much else to say. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Tune in on Wednesday, I guess, where we play. Barcelona and I'm sure that's gonna be a 50-50 game. Alright. Be sure to like, share and subscribe. Thank you for listening. Cheers.